Hello, knowledge seekers. In this episode of 20 Minute Books, we delve into Profit Over People by Noam Chomsky, first published in 1999. This insightful book serves as a critical examination of neoliberalism, shedding light on the covert operations of global power structures and U.S. policies that favor corporate interests at the expense of the general populace. Chomsky takes readers through the mechanics of an economic system that prioritizes the prosperity of the wealthy, often undermining the well-being of the broader society. About the author, Noam Chomsky is an eminent figure in both the fields of linguistics and political analysis. His revolutionary contributions to syntactic theory have profoundly influenced the study of linguistics. Besides, Chomsky is widely recognized for his vehement critique of U.S. foreign policy, as reflected in his notable works such as Manufacturing Consent and Hegemony or Survival. Profit over people is essential reading for students pursuing studies in economics or international relations, policymakers, business professionals, and anyone with a keen interest in understanding the intricate dynamics of our global system and the profound influence of corporate power on our societies. Profit over people, neoliberalism and global order. Introduction, unraveling the enigma of neoliberalism, its global impact and historical origins. Imagine standing at the crossroads of history and economics looking into the wide expanse of global financial dynamics. It's a place where questions about poverty, wealth, and power don't just linger in the air. They form the very fabric of societies. This journey is not for the faint-hearted. It's for those curious souls who dare to delve into the complexities of how our world operates economically. If you've ever pondered why some nations flourish with wealth while others grapple with enduring poverty, Welcome to an exploration of neoliberalism, a doctrine that has shaped the course of our global economy in monumental ways. Neoliberalism isn't just a buzzword, it's a philosophy with deep roots and far-reaching branches. It champions the cause of free market capitalism, advocating minimum government interference in economic affairs. This idea might sound appealing on paper, making promises of wealth and freedom, but the tapestry of neoliberalism is woven with threads of complexity that stretch across continents, influencing everything from policy in the United States to economic structures in Latin America, from trade in Britain to development strategies in India. As we embark on this exploration, we'll trace the historical origins of neoliberalism, understanding how it has morphed over centuries into the prevailing economic narrative you'll get to meet the proponents of this ideology, the architects of a world where markets are untethered and unregulated. But as we journey deeper, we'll also confront the shadows cast by such unbridled economic freedom, the disparities, dependencies, and injustices that have emerged in its wake. This narrative is not just an academic discourse. It's a critical examination of the forces that shape our lives, our economies, and our futures. As we stand in the 21st century, grappling with unprecedented challenges, understanding the nuances of neoliberalism becomes more than just an intellectual pursuit. 
It's a key to unlocking conversations about global economic fairness, navigating the complex world of international trade, and advocating for a society that prioritizes people over profit. By the end of this exploration, you'll be equipped with insights that not only broaden your understanding of global economics, but also empower you to contribute meaningfully to discussions on creating a more equitable and just world. In a time when economic doctrines dictate the fate of billions, such knowledge is indispensable. Join us on this journey through the intricate narratives of neoliberalism and become a part of the movement toward a world where economic policies serve humanity, not the other way around. Part 1. Peeling Back the Layers of Neoliberal Capitalism Neoliberalism often conjures up images of unbridled freedom and the optimistic promise of an economy left to its own devices, a market that knows no boundaries and is as free as the wind. This economic doctrine sings the song of minimal government intervention, where markets are left to define everything from the cost of your morning coffee to the salary in your paycheck. At first glance, the allure is undeniable. Freedom, choice, the pursuit of prosperity. But is it all it's cracked up to be? When the rubber meets the road, the glossy exterior of neoliberalism begins to show cracks, revealing a landscape where the ideals of unbridled capitalism don't always align with the reality of its implementation. A prime case study can be found in the Washington Consensus, a set of market-oriented reforms promoted by the United States and international financial bodies. This blueprint for economic growth, with its pillars of trade liberalization and privatization, masquerades as a one-size-fits-all solution for prosperity. However, when applied to more vulnerable nations, the outcomes have often been starkly different from the intended prosperity, leading to critiques of these bodies acting as a shadow global government, enforcing a new age of imperialism. The United States basking in the glow of post-World War II prosperity fashioned a global economic order that neatly served its interests. In its backyard, Latin America became the stage for the U.S. to assert its influence, often under the guise of combating radical and nationalistic regimes. These governments, though, were guilty of nothing more than striving to enhance living standards and foster development for their people. Yet, in the eyes of the U.S., their agendas threatened the sanctity of private investment and the free flow of capital and raw materials. This led to direct interventions the shadows of which still loom large over nations like Chile, Guatemala, and Nicaragua. From supporting coups to funding insurgencies, the U.S. made clear that economic interests and neoliberal principles trumped democratic ideals and social progress. Across the Atlantic, Britain portrayed itself as a champion of liberal internationalism, casting aside centuries of protectionism. Yet, beneath this liberal veneer lay a strategy that stifled foreign competition at home while dismantling industrial competition abroad. The casualty in this economic warfare was India's thriving iron industry, once the envy of the world. By flooding the Indian market with cheap imports and restricting the development of local manufacturing, Britain not only decimated a key sector of India's economy, but also secured a captive market for its products, demonstrating the dark side of free market doctrines. This journey through the heartlands of neoliberal influence uncovers a simple truth. The principles of free market capitalism, while enchanting in theory, 
often morph into tools of economic dominance and social inequity in practice. What's crucial now is a reevaluation of these dominant economic ideologies. We must sift through the historical evidence and weigh the interests of all nations and their people, seeking a path that truly serves the global common good. As we stand at this economic crossroads, let's challenge ourselves to envision a world where policies are not dictated by the few, but shaped by the needs and well-being of the many. The narrative of neoliberalism and its manifestation in global capitalism needs a fresh examination, one that prioritizes people over profit and integrity over influence. Part 2. The Quiet Ascendancy of the World Trade Organization In the not-so-distant past, the corridors of the United Nations buzzed with discussions that would shape the future of nations. The UN, envisioned as a beacon of democracy on the global stage, often saw powerful countries maneuvering to imprint their mark on the world. The United States, amidst these influential actors, found the UN to be a strategic arena to advocate its values and secure its interests. However, as the sands of time shifted, so did the preference for the battleground of influence. The spotlight gradually moved away from the UN, settling instead on the World Trade Organization, or WTO. Why the shift? The WTO, with its laser focus on trade and economic policies, provided fertile ground for countries with robust economies like the United States to assert their dominance. Unlike the UN, the WTO boasted a dispute resolution mechanism that packed a punch, offering a more direct route to enforce its rulings and resolutions. Today, the WTO stands as a towering figure in the landscape of global economics, far surpassing its original role as a mere facilitator of trade agreements. It has evolved into a pivotal platform for shaping the economic policies that govern our world with the United States leveraging it to champion the gospel of free market capitalism on a global scale. A case in point is the WTO's telecommunications agreement. At first glance, it appears to champion fairness, aimed at establishing an equitable playground in the telecom sector worldwide. Yet, a closer inspection reveals its potency as an instrument for the United States to infiltrate and influence the domestic policies of other countries under the guise of open markets. Consider a scenario where a nation safeguards its telecommunications industry through stringent regulations, limiting foreign investment to protect its homegrown enterprises. Enter the WTO agreement, brandished by the United States, which now wields the authority to challenge such protective measures. It's not merely a suggestion to open up. It's a compelling demand for legal and regulatory overhaul to ensure unhindered access for American corporations. Has this theoretical power play come to fruition? Absolutely. There have been instances where the United States, armed with the powers conferred by the WTO, has actively advocated for and achieved the deregulation of telecom sectors in various countries. This push for liberalization, though celebrated as a victory for free market principles, often culminates in foreign corporates, predominantly from the U.S., gaining significant foothold and control over essential telecom infrastructures of these nations. The fallout of this economic maneuvering is multifaceted. On one hand, it might spell out economic growth and foreign investment influx in the short term. 
However, the deeper implications include a stark diminishing of local competition and an unsettling influence on national sovereignty over critical infrastructure. The telecommunications realm, once a bastion of national pride and autonomy, could become heavily dominated by international giants, leaving the local industry in the shadows and probing serious questions about long-term impacts on the economy and independence of nations. This narrative of WTO's silent but steady rise as a global economic powerhouse underscores a modern saga of international relations and economic diplomacy, where the lines between fostering global cooperation and advancing national interests blur in the complex dance of governance and power. Part 3, A Tale of Two Standards, The U.S. and International Law There's a curious anomaly in the way the United States engages with the world. It's like a juggler expertly keeping multilateralism in the air when it comes to trade and economics. Yet somehow, when the topic shifts to environmental efforts or international conflicts, those same hands seem to let the principles of cooperation and adherence to international laws fall to the ground. For a vivid illustration of this dichotomy, Let's journey back to the 1980s, a time when Central America was a cauldron of political upheaval. Nicaragua, in particular under the governance of the socialist-inclined Sandinistas, became a focal point of U.S. foreign policy anxieties. The U.S. government, haunted by the domino theory specter, the fear that one nation's shift to communism could trigger a regional cascade, decided to support the Contras, a counter-revolutionary group opposed to the Sandinista administration. This resulted in a devastating conflict that scarred Nicaragua deeply. Taking an unprecedented route in search of justice, Nicaragua lodged a complaint against the United States at the International Court of Justice, ICJ, accusing it of contravening international law through its backing of military and paramilitary activities. In a landmark decision, the ICJ sided with Nicaragua, finding the United States guilty of violating international norms. The reaction of the United States to this judgment was telling. Dismissing the ICJ's authority over the matter, the U.S. exemplified a selective adherence to international law, engaging with it when convenient, disregarding it when not. This stance not only put a dent in the legitimacy of international legal institutions, but also painted a stark portrait of how the U.S. perceives its role and responsibilities on the global stage. Nicaragua's story is far from unique in the annals of U.S. foreign policy. Consider the protracted economic embargo against Cuba, enduring for over six decades. This strategy, aimed at bending Cuba to the U.S. will, has persisted in defiance of widespread international condemnation and views on its legality. The embargo's impact on Cuba is profound, exacerbating hardships for its people, a populace that perceives this U.S. policy as the root of their economic struggles. Yet, amid these challenges, Cuba continues to manifest resilience and solidarity, notably through its international medical missions. This pattern of behavior, observed from the interventions in Nicaragua to the economic stranglehold on Cuba, unveils a broader narrative. The United States, under the guise of promoting American values and free market principles, often prioritizes the interests of the powerful at the expense of broader welfare and adherence to international standards. This approach, 
whether manifesting through geopolitical maneuvering in Central America or economic policies at the World Trade Organization, highlights a recurrent theme, the intertwining of economic might with the exertion of influence and control, often sidestepping the principles of international law and cooperation. Part 4. The Flip Side of Free Trade Agreements Every so often, the airwaves buzz with news of another groundbreaking trade deal, packaged and presented as a panacea for economic woes and a beacon of prosperity for all involved parties. Among such agreements, the North American Free Trade Agreement, NAFTA, inked in 1994 between the United States, Mexico and Canada, stands out. Promoted with great fervor, NAFTA was heralded as a transformative force that would demolish trade barriers, spur investment, and elevate living standards across the board. Yet, as the dust settled, the shimmering promise of NAFTA began to dim, particularly for Mexico, revealing a chasm between lofty promises and on-ground reality. The immediate aftermath saw the Mexican agricultural sector and its small-scale farmers reeling from the shock of U.S. corn inundating their markets. The competitive edge of this imported corn, buoyed by U.S. subsidies, rendered local farmers' efforts futile, leading to widespread displacement and spiraling dependence on food imports. The statistics paint a grim picture. In the decade following NAFTA's inception, rural extreme poverty in Mexico swelled by nearly one-third propelling the agricultural sector toward export-centric and feed production models. While this shift heralded prosperity for agribusiness giants and satiated foreign markets, it left the Mexican populace grappling with escalated malnutrition rates. This scenario exemplifies a broader, unsettling reality, a global order meticulously crafted to favor the affluent, marginalizing the majority while simultaneously chipping away at the pillars of democracy and human rights. Nevertheless, amidst this bleak landscape, seeds of resistance have sprouted. The Zapatista uprising in 1994, a revolt led by indigenous peasants in Chiapas, Mexico, stands as a poignant counter-narrative. Timed to coincide with NAFTA's activation, this movement emerged as a formidable challenge against centuries of marginalization and systemic inequity. The rebels' takeover of towns and cities, atop their clamor for land rights, cultural reverence, and self-governance, marked a watershed moment in the struggle against oppressive structures. Their tactics were innovative, deftly blending direct action with nascent digital platforms to amplify their message globally. Although the revolution didn't dismantle the prevailing system, it compelled the Mexican government into dialogue resulting in significant autonomous privileges for Zapatista communities. More critically, it ignited an international dialogue on indigenous rights and the perils of unchecked global capitalism. The legacy of the Zapatistas transcends borders, serving as a beacon for marginalized communities worldwide. Their unyielding spirit underscores a vital lesson. Amidst the shadows cast by global economic agendas, the flame of grassroots resistance can kindle hope and herald change. Final summary. At its core, neoliberalism champions the cause of free market capitalism, 
advocating for a world where markets operate unfettered by government intervention. Yet, beneath its surface promise of wealth and freedom lies a complex reality of socioeconomic disparities that stretch across the globe. This doctrine, often wielded by powerful nations and entities, primarily the United States, has sculpted an international landscape marked by manipulation, exploitation, and glaring inequalities. The narrative of neoliberalism's impact unfurls across various regions, from the politically volatile terrains of Latin America to the historic markets of India and into the halls of influential international bodies like the World Trade Organization, WTO. The United States, in its quest for global dominance, has repeatedly prioritized its economic agendas, sidelining democratic principles and the well-being of local populations in the process. The Washington Consensus serves as a stark embodiment of this approach, imposing market-oriented reforms on vulnerable economies with often devastating consequences. Case studies abound, from the US-backed coups in Chile and Guatemala, meant to quell movements perceived as threats to American interests, to the systematic dismantling of India's iron industry through skewed trade policies. The actions of the United States in the geopolitical arena, particularly in Nicaragua and Cuba, underscore a selective allegiance to the principles of international law, revealing a tendency to flout such norms when they constrain America's ambitions. The narrative then shifts to the North American Free Trade Agreement, NAFTA, a testament to the persistent imbalances of power within the global economic system. While heralded as a vehicle for prosperity, NAFTA instead underscored the vulnerabilities of smaller economies like Mexico's, showcasing the resilience of marginalized communities such as the indigenous Zapatista movement. Their defiance against systemic oppression and economic imperialism ignited a spark of resistance, highlighting the capacity for grassroots mobilization to challenge the status quo. The exploration of neoliberalism and its ramifications paints a picture of a global order deeply influenced by the pursuit of profit and power, often at the expense of democratic values, human rights, and socioeconomic equity. Yet, within this landscape of disparity, the spirit of resistance endures, offering hope and a reminder of the potential for collective action to forge paths towards justice and equality. Thank you for joining me today on this journey of learning and discovery as we explored the insights of another thought-provoking book in our growing library of knowledge. If you've enjoyed our time together, please take a moment to follow our podcast, give us a five-star rating, and share 20-minute books with other knowledge seekers. Your support truly means a lot. Don't forget to join me again in the next episode, where we will delve into another enriching book. Until then. Happy reading and happy listening.